The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Delta. At Delta Airlines, we're committed to donating 1% of our net profits to charities around the world. For more information about Delta, visit Delta.com. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Monday, June 4th. In today's news, Kim Jong-un purges three leaders of the North Korean military. Facebook may have violated a deal with the FTC. And President Trump is thinking about wading deeper into the quagmire in Yemen. But first, the big idea. Rudy Giuliani says Trump couldn't get indicted for shooting James Comey. Giuliani, the former New York mayor and the president's personal attorney, argued on two Sunday shows that the president probably has the sweeping constitutional authority to pardon even himself, but that he doesn't intend to use it. Here he is on ABC's This Week. He has no intention of pardoning uh, himself, but he probably doesn't say he can't. And here he is again on NBC's Meet the Press. The the president of the United States, Mm -hmm. um, pardoning himself would just be unthinkable. Giuliani was responding to questions about a confidential 20-page memo that Trump's legal team sent to special counsel Robert Mueller in January, in which they claimed he has, quote, unlimited power over any federal investigation and argued that Trump cannot be compelled to testify because he's the sitting president. The remarkable memo came to light on Saturday. When asked about it on Sunday, Giuliani said Trump could even shoot former FBI director James Comey in the Oval Office and that he couldn't be prosecuted for it. He told the Huffington Post, quote, I don't know how you can indict while he's in office, no matter what it is. Rudy claimed that impeachment is the only remedy and said, quote, if he shot James Comey, he'd be impeached the next day. Impeach him and then you can do whatever you want to do to him. Most experts say Trump's assertion that a president cannot obstruct justice is absurd and the idea that he couldn't be charged with any crime not legally defensible. Analysts say that as the head of the executive branch, Trump can issue pardons or fire senior officials. But if his motives are plainly corrupt, especially when trying to shut down an investigation, such actions could constitute obstruction. If Trump were served with a subpoena, legal analysts say that they expect he would challenge it. The dispute would almost certainly wind up before the Supreme Court. And while the courts might ultimately limit what the president could be asked, it is unlikely they would agree with his interpretation of the Constitution that it is impossible for him to obstruct justice. Giuliani also offered another inadvertent window into his hesitancy to let Trump answer questions from Mueller's team. He was asked why the White House and Trump lawyer Jay Sekulow falsely denied a Washington Post report last July that said the president himself dictated the misleading statement that was released to explain his son's meeting with a Russian intermediary offering dirt on Hillary Clinton back in 2016. In that private letter that came out this weekend, Seculo himself acknowledged that Trump in fact dictated the statement personally. Giuliani says Trump's inability to get his story straight is exactly why he should not have to answer questions. I think Jay was wrong. I mean, this is, this is the reason you don't let the president testify. Uh, if, you know, every, our recollection keeps changing. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, Kim Jong-un has reportedly dismissed three of his top military leaders. 
The move suggests a direct intervention by Kim to remove Brass, who might be at odds with his outreach to the United States and South Korea. In case you missed it, on Friday, President Trump said the summit in Singapore is back on. The officials who were dropped by Kim are high up in the North's military, including the chief of staff for the army. He was a close confidant of Kim's father. In related news, Syrian President Bashar al-Assad is planning to visit Pyongyang. He's the first foreign leader to make a visit since Kim took over in 2011. The two countries have been allies for decades and have both been hit by sanctions imposed by the United States. And CNN reports today that Deputy Chief of Staff Joe Hagan at the White House, who has been in charge of negotiating the logistics around the planned summit with North Korea, is keeping sensitive details away from Trump out of fear that the president will tweet about them and thus undermine the planning. According to CNN, Hagan, who has served every Republican president since Ronald Reagan, openly complains about the atypical nature of Trump's presidency. Apparently, his common refrain is, quote, this would never happen in the Bush administration followed by an eye roll. Number two, over the last decade, Facebook struck data sharing partnerships with at least 60 device marketers, including Apple, Amazon, and Samsung. The New York Times reports that most of the deals remain in effect today. Their scope, which has not been previously reported, raises concerns about Facebook's privacy protections and whether they're actually complying with the terms of a 2011 consent decree reached with the Federal Trade Commission. Facebook has allowed these companies to access the data of friends of users without their explicit consent, even after declaring that it would no longer share such information with outsiders. Some companies could even retrieve personal information from the friends of users who believed that they had taken the steps to bar any sharing of that sort. Several Facebook software engineers and security experts tell the Times that even they're surprised at the ability to override explicit restrictions on data sharing. Number three, the Trump administration is seriously weighing an expanded military role in Yemen. The Wall Street Journal reports that Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has asked for a quick assessment of a plea for intelligence and surveillance help from the United Arab Emirates, which is trying to take back a key port from Iranian-backed fighters in the country. The UAE and Saudi Arabian officials have assured the U.S. that they won't try to seize the Red Sea port until they get support from Washington. But there's a growing sense in the Trump administration that fighting around the city could spiral out of control and force Washington's hand. Some key administration officials have strong reservations about expanding American military involvement in Yemen. They worry the U.S. could quickly get stuck in another Arabian misadventure but others want to intervene anyway. And that's The Daily 202 for Monday, June 4th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. I'll talk to you tomorrow.